This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Hello everyone, I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs and host of Vegas Rock Dog Radio. On today's show, I'm talking about hermit crabs, the Grand Canyon Havasupai horses, and so much more. So stay right there. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs, and you are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. I'm live from Las Vegas. I've got uh, Jim here pushing the buttons. Oh, I push your buttons, don't I? Yeah, he does. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's how the show's going to start. I think that was a secret undercut. That's how this... No, it wasn't. <laughs> I think it was. It was not. I think it was subconscious. It was not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. uh, we've got Miss Thornton and Mr. Twix here and Galaxy looking down, making sure that we do a great show every single week for everyone. So glad that you're here. It's another live show and the week comes around really fast. A lot happens between one show and the next and uh, we get to bring that all to you in one fast-paced hour. So uh, I'm so glad you're here. If you're brand new to the show, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. We aim to bring you the best guests we can find and the most current information, basically anything to do with animals. And that covers a lot of animals. (laughs) We'll never run out of topics, put it that way. Before we get started, let me tell you where you can find us on the internet. Pretty easy. Our main website is vegasrockdogradio.com. And you'll see us on Periscope, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Really easy. Just look for us at Vegas Rock Dog Radio. I nearly choked then. <laughs> I can't choke on fresh air. <laughs> we uh, have a blog, and our blog is com, And that's where we tell you who's coming on the show, who's been on the show, and uh, some uh, reviews, product reviews, service reviews, whatever's interesting that we can bring to you. And tell you what's a great product or a great service. You know, we, I get offered to review lots and lots of products and services. And in all honesty, if I think everybody will relate to this. Whenever you're buying something for your pet, say it's a toy. I did this yesterday. I thought, oh, I'll pick these up for Thornton and Mr. Twix. And I picked them up. And I thought, where are these made? And they're made in China. And I thought, ugh, you don't even know what these, these plastics are. You don't know if they're toxic. And they were too soft. 
So Mr. Twix would have eaten it in a heartbeat. And this is, this is a toy. So you go through these steps in your mind. You know, is it a good quality? Where's it come from? Where's it made? Is it going to harm them? Are they going to destroy it in a minute? And it'd be dangerous to them. So it ends up, that's kind of what runs through my head when products are presented to me. And in all honesty, there's not that many really that I would say, yay, this is amazing. They're when, better off with a good bone. Oh, absolutely they are. It's way more tasty and interesting and good for the teeth. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's at times I think, uh, I'd love to, but no, can't give that to them. <laughs> and I know that if you're listening in, you've done the same thing. When you say, yeah, no, it's not good enough. But our standards are high, aren't they, for our pets? Very, very high. Well, as I say, on the on the actual blog itself is where you will find those reviews. So just know that when we put a, put a review out, it's very, very honest. Very honest. And we believe in it. Well, I want to start with... Oh, I haven't finished yet. No, no, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> if you do not get a chance to listen to the show live, then you can catch the show on iTunes and iHeartRadio and Spoke, which is the new podcast app from SiriusXM and pretty much any other podcast app you may have on your phone or your iPad. Just uh, search Vegas Rock Dog Radio. You'll find us. You will find us. Sometimes I get updates from some of the platforms that we're on, and I go, oh, yeah, we're on that platform. I completely forgot because of that many of them. But uh, no excuse not to listen to us, and you can listen to us anywhere in the world. Talking of in the world, Jim, you know we have supporters from all over the world. All over. All over the world. Every time we do charity events, we've got friends with businesses all over the world that support us. And um, I'm in a a group of people who have pet businesses and it's a big group and some really fantastic pet businesses. And I, you know what I, I have a hard time with groups is not really knowing what their rules and regulations are. I can't keep going back to the notes. So can I do this? Can I post that? Can I not post? It? Oh, I can't stand it. I'll be honest with you. Anyway, I did ask uh, a couple of days ago, was it okay for me to post my charity event? because we're looking for sponsors and people would like to donate. Now, of course, this is in a group of pet businesses and I'm doing a charity event, golf tournament for animal rescue. And I was told, no, they don't. They said they don't, don't do local. But the hmm. thing is, we're not local anymore, are we? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, that company, yeah. No, you don't know who it was. I thought you that was the one you told me about the other day. No. Oh, no, it was. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is we're not local anymore. That's a little bit short-sighted. We are not local anymore. I don't care where you are in the world. People get to hear about what you're doing and they'd like to support you. And so that's a shame. That's a shame. I do think that there would have been a couple of businesses that would may have enjoyed putting uh, business cards and flyers and maybe samples of their products in our swag bags because people buy on the internet from all over the world. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit disappointed in that. Oh, well, but let me tell you something. We never struggle great support and it's all coming together so uh, but a fair bit of running around this week i have to say still got a lot more work to do this weekend i don't know what did they say you'll sleep when you're dead (laughs) well you go through when you uh put on an event you go through a transformation a bit like the the gets it gets into a hyperdrive mode well, it with does, your be, preparation. It does planning. because you start to run out of time. You feel like you're running out of time. Yeah. I don't care. You can give yourself a year. You can give yourself six months. It's like, it's like us with our taxes this year. <laughs> You've mm. got a year to do it, people. And what were we months. doing this week? We were <laughs> we were we were you know nose to the grindstone, 
your stuff, especially events, because the thing is you will always, you'll, you'll use every little bit of time that you've possibly got. And if you feel like you've got extra time, you'll just add more elements to it. You'll still run around and get more sponsorships and more, more ticket sales. So you, it's just a lot of work. And these are the phases it goes through. Oh, I'm really excited. Yay, we're going to do our event. Yay, everybody save the date. Oh, look, everybody, we've got our venue. This is the date. This is the venue. Yay. Oh, we're looking for sponsors. And the next thing you know, it's... Why, uh, why did I say yes to this? I'm, only, I'm getting into that phase. It's every time. <laughs> and then, then once you've paid your bill, as we like to say, because it's like paying for a wedding when you do a golf tournament, so the money goes down. And then, then the goal is to cover that. And once that's covered, then you're like, oh, we can relax a little bit. You still keep pushing for your tickets and, and what have you. And then you have a great time. You run around all day, you actually feel like you never participated in your own event and you didn't eat anything and you didn't have a drink. Everybody had a great time. And then we put the photos together, a big thank you video, and then we and then we just do it all over again. <laughs> we just do it all over again. Uh, can I have a little bit more in my headphones, Jim? Sure. Thank you. How's that? Um, just a little bit more if you don't mind. Hello. Oh, that's better. Way better. Okay, so let's start the show with a tip. This is a good tip for traveling. Or right now where people are having to flee where they live to get away from Hurricane Irma right yeah, now. Speaking of our friends in business around the world, we do have friends in Florida. So Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I, I, I know, I think that they're, they're going to be, they don't, uh, I don't think they evacuated. Uh, two of my friends actually out there. One of them from where I grew up back home in England is out there. But I don't think they have to evacuate, but they still have to prepare to be safe. And that's important. So here's a tip, and this tip can apply to anybody who's traveling with their pets, and uh, maybe one you've never thought of, but as much as we'd like to think our hotels have been thoroughly vacuumed, <laughs> I never do, uh, you never know what can be lurking under the bed and the tables and the chairs, and when you arrive in your room, before your pet decides to explore, you should look under the furniture to see if there are any pills, to see if any of pills have dropped under the furniture and not been vacuumed up. Uh, it could be over the counter medicine. It could be it could be a prescribed medicine, and both are very very dangerous to your pets. And uh, that's one of the top reasons is the top reason why pets get poisoned is medications. So when you go and you travel, don't let them off the leash. Actually, have a good old scout around. If there's a t if two of you, one of you wait at the door, have a good look, make sure there's no medicines or any kind under the under the furniture because that would be tragic and you might not even know if they've you know scooped up something that was under the bed i mean you know how fast our dogs are <laughs> they will just lick that up and it be gone and so I, I thought i'd then you know follow this on with the top 10 dog poisons and as i say that number one poison is prescription medication for people Drugs that might be beneficial or even life-saving for people. This applies to some people too, though, doesn't it? All the, this list is probably equally as warning to, for people and kids. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure it is the number one thing, especially with children. Um, so here we go. So here we go. Um, and there's many, many, uh, many medications can have the opposite effect in pets than what it has for people. And it doesn't always take a large dose to do major damage. And uh, as in dog poison, number one prescription medication for people. Some of the most common 
and harmful medications that poison dogs include. Prescription anti-inflammatory and pain medications can cause stomach and intestinal ulcers or kidney failure. Mm. And then this is this is while we're on this subject, never medicate your pets with human medication. I saw it yesterday. Someone recommended it to someone else's dog. I said, "You need to stop that. That's such the most dangerous advice I've ever seen." It was so upsetting. Wow. I, I, I was going to do a show, wasn't I, on people with their rem- their own dangerous remedies. Home remedies. Yeah, their dangerous home remedies. Because there are some home remedies that are very good and safe for your pets, but you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to have a vet that says this is okay to do it. Um, antidepressants can cause vomiting and um, serotonin syndrome, which is a dangerous condition. It raises their temperature and their heart rate and blood pressure, and it may cause seizures and blood pressure medications. So, yeah, when you travel with your pet, look under the furniture. Number two. Have you any idea what number two is, Jen? Number two for drugs? No. Number two, top poison in poison in dogs. Why dogs show up at the veter- veterinarian's office? Um, chocolate. No, it's not there, but we're getting there. Oh. Insecticides is number two. Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Flea and tick products. Ah, you see, I bet you anything when I said that, you thought, oh, gosh, yeah. What's been sprayed on my garden? Uh, what's been put on your pets is the number two poison. The number two poison. Flea and tick products. You may think you're doing your dog a favor when you apply these products marketed to fight fleas and ticks, but thousands of animals are unintentionally poisoned by these products every single year. Yes, you are putting an insecticide on your pets. And uh, this problem can occur if dogs accidentally ingest these products as well, or if your dogs receive small excessive amounts. Now, this is orally, but I also there is a warning to this. The flea and tick product you actually put on their skin is an insecticide. So you need to find yourself a different product. And the one I'm going to recommend is Wonderside. We talked about Wonderside, yeah. didn't we, Jim? Yeah, we did. It's all natural. Uh, a lot of these flea tick, tick products, they, they burn their skins. They cause seizures. Oh, if you've seen the videos, it's heartbreaking. I mean, really heartbreaking. So be very... Um, I think, like I said at the top of the show, ask tons of questions yourself. Is this toxic? Yeah. Is this safe? Will you it break off? You know, many years back off? in the day growing up, we put those on our dog. We didn't know. No, I know. It's terrible. We just didn't know. It's so terrible. And then the risks of what they would get from ticks and fleas was greater than the, when what we didn't know about the products. What do you mean? You, know, you mean the products were more dangerous than the ticks? Well, we didn't know the danger <laughs> well, of the products, but we knew the danger of the the yeah. fleas and ticks. So you know, you, you lived with the risk. Think, just ask questions. Everything you think you're going to do for your pet, just ask a bunch of questions, and you will come up with answers. You'll either know it's good, or you know it's bad, or you won't know, and then you'll have to do a little bit of research. But Wonderside is one of those products that is they they have. I think they do. Three different types of products. They do pest control products that are natural, which we talked about in a previous show. You can catch that on iTunes. They do the flea and tick. Again, it's, I'm saying natural. I really shouldn't say the word natural because chrysanthemum flowers are used in your traditional pest control and that is what is toxic to your pets. So I'm going to say safe products that you can read. The non-toxic. I think that's the important thing. I think they do cleaning products. Can you check that for me, Jim? Okay. So there you go. That's number two. Chrysanthemum. Yeah, it's ter- 
terrible. No, no, no. Uh, one decide if they do cleaning products. Number three is over-the-counter medications, as I mentioned at the top of the show. And that 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 uh, means your Tylenols, your ibuprofens, your Advils, your Aleves, as well as herbal and nutraceutical products and nutraceutical you know, fish oil joint supplements or supplementation. Number four, pet medications, just as so we can be sickened by um, or killed by medications intended to help us. Cases of pet poisoning by veterinary drugs are not uncommon either. Some of the most common reported problems are medications that include painkillers and dewormers. There was a uh, medication, pet medication company who had mislabeled their drugs a couple of weeks ago for it to be a much higher dosage than it should be for the for pets. So that was scary when that came out. Uh, number five, household products from cleaners to fire logs. Oh, I never thought about fire logs. I burned one fire log in our fire pit a couple of years ago. And it was so toxic smelling. It was disgusting. And I realized I need to go to real wood. But I didn't think about that. But yes, I, my own experience was that was horrific. Uh, just as cleaners uh, like bleach can poison people, they're also a leading cause of pet poisoning, resulting in stomach and respiratory tract problems. And not surprisingly, chemicals containing antifreeze, paint thinner, chemicals for pools, yeah, also can act as dog poison. And the pet poisoning system that may produce uh, include stomach upset, depression, chemical burns, renal failure, and death. Oh, gosh. You do have to be extra careful, don't you, with your kids and your pets. You just do. Number six, people food. We talked about people food. Um, chocolate is the big one. And, of course, uh, alcohol, avocado, healthy for us. So, but keep your avocado toast away from your pets. Um, macadamia nuts, that's another big one. That's another big one. Grapes and raisins and xylitol. So that's that that awful sweetener that you found in so many products like chewing gum. But all of these things can cause liver failure, uh, seizures, um, kidney failure, diarrhea, breathing problems. Uh, it's just all it's just all pretty dreadful, isn't it? So always take extra steps to make sure that your the pets can't get get into anything. Because they're clever. <laughs> they're very clever. Number seven is chocolate itself. The darker the chocolate, the more dangerous it is because it has broma something in it. What is it called? Broma. <sighs> Jim, can you find out what that's called? Um, broma. Broma. I have your Wonderside people's information up too. Oh, tell me about that. And Do they have I, cleaning products? No, they got pet care, mm -hmm. flea and tick control and uh, pest control type products. Wonderful. Uh, you know, the shampoos and things like that. And uh, It might only be a matter of time until they do some cleaning products. Yeah, could be. Wonderful. Can you find it? It's brom brom bromelain, bromide, the toxic agent in, in chocolate. Meanwhile, we're moving on to plants. That's number eight. Yeah, I, I love gardening, so I'm very particular about the plants that I pick up. We're in the, the, the plant nursery, and there I am on the phone Googling the name of these plants to make sure they're not toxic to my pets. Azaleas, rhododendrons, um, they're very toxic. Vomiting, diarrhea, comas, even, even death. Tulips and daffodils, uh, these bulbs may cause serious stomach 
problems, breathing problems, heart rate uh, goes up. And the sago palms, we talked about that, I think, last week. Sago palms, very dangerous. They have seeds and they can be enough to cause vomiting seizures and liver failure. So living where we do in the desert, get rid of those sago palms. Give them away for free. Not to people who have pets, though. <laughs> uh, very, very dangerous, though. You would, and lots of people think, oh, it's natural. It's a plan. Be okay. No, very, very dangerous. Uh, number nine, rodenticides. I have never heard that word before, but I uh, clearly know what it means. And if ingested, can cause severe problems. It can be, oh, gosh, this is scary. This is when, out of the blue, you go, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with my dog? And these are the symptoms that show up days after they've ingested a rodenticide which is then can be a bit of a mystery. Got, I have no idea what's going on. Um, they may have eat, eaten poisoned rodent. So it's not just the poison, it's the actual rodent itself. And, you know, so it's not a direct exposure to the toxin always. So that's something to be very careful of. And number 10 is your lawn and garden products. So we talked about your pesticides. Very, They are very dangerous to your pets. And I'm, I'm going to add another, another thing on that. Remember we did the show about... Um, pest control for your garden and your home. I'm going to add that as number 11. I think that needs to go on there. It's extremely dangerous to you and your pets and your kids. That stuff does not break down. It does not break down and therefore it is in your home and it's in and around your gardens the whole time. And then you walk around on your bare feet, jump in the pool, your dogs are running around, your cats... Then they lick their paws and we're all ingesting it and it's uh, or it's absorbing through our skin. So that's why I'm talking about Wonderside. And let me tell you, I was never paid to mention Wonderside's name. <laughs> but if they want to, <laughs> I love this product. I think it's revolutionary. They were on Shark Tank and they they're changing they're changing, you know, people's views on, on all the services they have. I have your other information, by the way. What is it? Broma. Theobromine. Oh, I know it was in there somewhere. Theobromine. So you make me say the long words now. Yeah. Theobromine poisoning is called is wrongly called chocolate poisoning. Uh, it's found in chocolate, tea, cola, and acai berries. I know it's found well. in. I know it's found in tea. And it's the big risk is dogs because uh, it doesn't break down in their system and yeah. it causes the pancreatitis condition. Well, you remember when our friend's dog. She'd finished her tea, but she'd left a tea bag in her cup. Yep. And within minutes, she was in that, that emergency van. Thank goodness. Here's the thing. She thought one dog had tried to eat the tea bag, where in fact, both of them had. And that was really, really a scary time for her. So, yep. I have a... Uh, here's a really simple solution. I, I am a teacup fanatic. I love English teacups. But I did find find a couple of them that have lids. So get a lid. <laughs> Mr. Twix, let me tell you, I would only need a lid for water because I'm dehydrated because he drinks all of my water. But when it comes to coffee and tea, yes, get a lid on it. And at night time, yes, I do get a drink for him. He stands next to the fridge with me while I get his drink of water. I put it on my nightstand and he gets up on his back legs, puts his cute little furry paws up on that nightstand and has a good old drink before we go to bed. That's our little routine. But if it is coffee, tea, alcohol, get a lid on it and keep it out of their way. You give them an opportunity and they'll be right in there. So, yeah. So, just think, 
can my dog get to this? Can it pull the lid off? Can it open the cupboard door and get into this stuff? And make sure you basically baby-proof your house. It's better to be safe than sorry. I always say that. Well, Jim, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some contrasting stories from the people who are evacuating from Florida with their pets. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Konica, the German shepherd that I rescued, was stinky, skinny, and scrawny, full of skin rashes and scratching. And I started feeding Konica Dynavite, and he became such a happier, itch-free, stink-free dog that I dug deeper into the website. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. What if in addition to Dynavite, we do the raw beef and the egg diet and see what happens? Forget all these 50-pound bags, the formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits that cost a ton of money anyways. This dog's as close to a wolf as you can get. They're carnivores. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite and Super Omega on top of it, it just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. It's it's unbelievable. Hey, if you're thinking about rescuing a dog, you got to start them out on Dynavite, D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. If you're just tuning in, I'm Sam. I'm the queen of rock and roll dogs and the host of this show. Right, Jim, let's talk about... It's definitely hurricane season. As you all know, we've had the Hurricane Harvey that hit Texas in a bad way. To the point they said so much rain fell that the Earth's crust sank by two centimeters the under the way. The city of Houston sunk, is a yeah. news article I heard. Yeah, is that S- not what Houston I said? Houston sunk, but they said it was like um, like stepping on a mattress. They said it'll bounce back. Well, yeah, the once the water away. starts to go. But, but that's massive. Oh, How do they figure that stuff out? I don't know. I, they I, figured it out here in Nevada. Yeah, in it was a lab. physicist at, at the University of uh, Nevada, Reno. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how bad that's been. And then right on the heels of that, and they're not re- clearly they're not recovered. They are still getting animals out of the area. And, and, and a big concern, and friends had expressed this, this to me, was how on earth can they ship out people's pets that were lost to other rescues all over the country? Well, that's not what they're doing. They're actually shipping out the pets that were already in rescue looking for for forever homes before oh. that hurricane hit. Any dog that they said, or cat, or any animal that came in that could have a potential owner, in other words, any pets that came in the day that hurricane hit, the, oh, <laughs> is that Mr. Twigs? <laughs> they will remain in the shelters to be reunited with their humans. So they're not shipping out animals that that have owners. They are shipping out the animals who are already in rescue and so that they can already, you know, get moved into forever homes. We are getting some in Vegas and Heart to Life Village went out Thursday from Vegas to go out and help that way. So big operation still going on, but right on the heels of that is Hurricane Irma. Where did it start off, Jim? Because I know it's impacted the Caribbean islands 
Cuba. Well, I, I could give you the whole history of how hurricanes work because I'm very interested in it since I was a child. Okay. But these things begin in in the equatorial zones. Okay. Oh, okay. Near Africa. Oh, wow. And they roll from right to left across the earth. Always right the, to left? Into the Caribbean. Well, the ones, the Atlantic hurricanes, they start in the east and they move to the west and then they start moving west and then northerly when they hit the Caribbean waters, the warm waters. Warm water, okay. They're born over open water. Yeah, because they come in, don't they? And you always hope they're going to go back out to sea. That's the best place for them to go, unless you're on a cruise ship, because Jim was in the... You were in the storm of the century, weren't you, Jim? That, but before that, I was in Hurricane Andrew. Well, we were we were escaping Hurricane Andrew out of Miami in 92. And you went back to sea? We had to go back to sea. We were ordered to wait until the last flights left, uh, landed in Miami, because we were part of the evacuation process. Not only were we ordered to stay for our passengers and flights, but in case I didn't know that other people needed evacuated. And, and we were on the ship at the dock as the bands were coming into Miami. Oh, I'd have been freaking and, uh, out. Literally, you know, we left that night and the hurricane came that night and uh, pummeled Miami. It was a bad one. So I mean, what was it's not Mi- as bad as the one that's there now. So coming. what was Miami like when you got back then? Wiped out, oh. devastated, a lot of destruction, rooftops, paint. I mean, we were Shocking. concrete chip dock, you know, was crazy. Shocking, you know? isn't it? Scare- very, very scary. Boarding bridges. I mean, the, the Air Force Base had airplanes turned on their backs. Oh, gosh. I mean, we, we, say we've got friends out there. We have friends in Texas and a friend's house flooded. She's having to get that fixed right now. We've got friends in Florida, and um, people just trying to get out as fast as they can. And there have been some very contrasting stories when it comes to animals. A friend of mine, her mom's out there, and she was concerned. So mom said, I'm not evacuating. I'm not leaving my dog behind. And she said, no, we'll take the dog with you. And she not only has evacuated with her dog, she's also evacuated with a neighbor's dog who left the dog in the garden with an open bag of food. What are you? What what kind of human beings are these? Yes, but isn't that wonderful of her mom? That's amazing of her mom. Here's her two stories. So there's a guy, and I can't find I can't find which carrier this is. But there's a guy who was not. You've probably seen the video. Not allowed on the plane with his dog because he didn't have a carrier. But the problem being, he'd been to ten stores and they were sold out. Everything's sold out. There's no water. There's no food. There's no gas. There's no nothing. And the airlines would not let him travel to get out and save their lives, to save their own lives. This is the kind of stuff that makes me insane, Jim, because when are you going to be a human being? When are you going to display being a compassionate, understanding human being? I do not understand. If you can't do it now, well, you have to flee for your life. When are you going to do that? I find it outrageous. And there was a woman yesterday, I had to say something on, on Facebook, which I never do. She said, but what about people with allergies? I said, yeah, but what about their lives? Ser- seriously, are you kidding me? I've never in my life. So he had to go back and wait out the storm with his dog. Wow. I'm sorry. It's indefensible. I don't care whether you work for an airline. I don't care if you work at an airport. I don't care if you've got allergies. This is about people's lives. Get it together, and he people. he had a ticket, right? Yes. Yeah, he had a And he waited in line. And 
he just said there's no carriers to be had. We've got to start being human towards other people. Yeah, give me a cardboard box. Yes. Oh, so I can't find out. I can't find out which which airlines it is. But there were there was a woman. Well, I'm wondering if that. Well, they wouldn't let him. Is it that they wouldn't let him on the plane because they wouldn't let the dog on the plane, or yeah. they wouldn't let the dog in the cargo because of no carrier? It was a puppy. Oh, it was a little baby. It could have sat on his neck. It sat on his lap. It could have sat on his. Lap. Who cares, people? Oh, but it could have got. It could have bitten someone. Well, you know what? He probably could have picked up a muzzle. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't have time. You're fleeing for your life. You don't have time. And he did ever. He did all what he could. And then it comes across people who are not human. And we're hearing stories like this all the time. And it's very, very upsetting. Because when are you going to be a human if you can't be one in a crisis like this? But then, on the flip side, you've got Southwest Airlines that flew, I think, 65 pets out of Texas. This was the Texas hurricane. So they could be safe. Are you kidding me? Come on, people. And they weren't all in cages. They weren't. Oh, it just... It just gets it gets my goat, as we like to say in England. It gets my goat. So thank you, Southwest Airlines. And if I can find out which airlines that is, oh, my goodness. Well, what they were doing, Southwest Airlines, they helped these displaced pets, and they were affected by this the Harvey hurricane, and they're on their way to find forever homes. And that was on Wednesday. 64 dogs and cats, actually. And they were flown to shelters in San Diego, California. Thank you, San Diego, for opening your hearts to these animals and to make room for pets whose humans are currently displaced from their homes. And um, it was con- coordinated with a Texas rescue group, Operation Pets Alive. Yeah, we know them. We support them. And with uh, San Diego's Helen Woodward Animal Center. Helen Woodward, wasn't she? Isn't she a famous actress or was? That was Joanne Woodward. Oh, anyway, famous in the animal world for doing this. And their flight was uh, 1,400 miles. Four medical personnel flew to Texas to help the organization provide medical care for these shelter animals. Needless to say, that was one furry rescue flight with plenty of love to go around. It's a cute picture. Really cute. And I do like I do like what President uh, Mike Arms of the Helen Woodward Animal Center said, which was, these are the silent victims. There are shelters that have been devastated by Hurricane Harvey without electricity and without supplies. Operation Pets Alive has taken in an overwhelming number of orphan dogs and cats who have inhabited those shelters before the storm and were suddenly facing euthanization simply because they had no place to go. Wow. They're, escape- they're escaping death twice. Uh, we are honored to help save those lives and we are lucky to have incredible friends like Southwest to help make this all possible. Amazing. Love it. Very, very good story. Wonderful human beings. They're getting in at the pearly gates. That's for sure. 64. Amazing. Step up, people. Step up. Stop talking about your allergies. Stop talking about this, that, and the other. Because I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Those people complaining about it, if it was them and their pets, they'd want to get on that plane. And it's just people have just lost their tiny minds these days. Okay, so <laughs> where am I going to go with this? Uh, so, how, what is the devastation right now? Uh, uh, which was the island that was completely obliterated? Barbuda. Barbuda. I don't even know that island. I don't I either. Spent tons of time down there. I don't know Barbuda. I know Saint Martin was Hit hard. leveled pretty much. And, and it's funny because I guess apparently, whether you're a wealthy island with infrastructure or a 
whole poor Don't, island. The devastation, you know, the, followed along those doesn't lines. Doesn't discriminate at all. They're all you're all a big fat victim. It's terrible. Um Florida. You know what? Watching people trying to get out with their pets and another friend talked about her friend who couldn't get gas. She could not get petrol to get herself and her animals out. Finally, she did. 14 hours crawling. But people ran out of gas mm-hmm. on the highways. I, absolutely terrifying for these people. Absolutely terrifying. How about elderly people in oh, wheelchairs I and know. bedridden, you know? It's, it's terrible. Just, oh. It's kind of hard to evacuate when you're so densely populated. You know, what did I always say for years? Too much density. It is urban. People uh, can't be in too much density. You can't, especially in these situations. It's just really scary. What's the hurricane on the tail of Irma called? Is it? Uh, it's a. Uh, is it called David? What's it called? Oh, I forget. There's another one. It's just one after the other. Just dreadful, isn't it? So do what you can. Donate to your favorite charities. Make sure they are legitimate charities we talked about last week. Make sure they are 501c3s and they actually can take in charitable donations. That's the the first place to start. And if you're not sure who to reach out to, ask your friends. If you ask your friends which animal rescues do you do you respect, do you, they do the most they can for the animals, then you know take their advice. And same with human charities as well because heck they need so much help right now they just need an insane amount of help oh and make sure like we talked about last week that you are sending the right type of donation if it's summer and it's been an earthquake you they don't need jackets don't send jackets don't send boots or those kind of things that they cannot use and typically money is king because they get to spend the money locally so it stimulates their economy since it's been trashed from a tragedy and that helps the local economy and they can buy what they need exactly what they need and in the quantities they need them because sometimes storage is a big big issue wow yeah i think a lot of people have been holding their breaths this week well that one hurricane already hit mexico and it's already dissipating oh not only did they have that they had the earthquake katia yeah they had the earthquake eight point something worst they've ever had in history but that jose is becoming a big storm is it yeah he's uh out in the eastern caribbean it looks like goodness me it's very scary i go to the the noah website there it's awesome i know it is it's very detailed NOAA is the way to go if you want to find out what's going on with weather. Do you want to explain what it means? National Oceanographic, National Hurricane Center, basically. Oh, okay. National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration. Well, it's excellent. They have these interactive maps, and you can kind of keep track on things. Scary, scary stuff. Let's take a break, because when we come back, I want to talk about hermit crabs. (laughs) So you're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. With me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. 
Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Just before the break, we were talking about the hurricane. I think these laws need to go into place once uh, an emergency situation is declared by the government. And that is, one, you cannot price gouge anybody. You cannot sell 12 bottles of water for $69. I can't get my head around that. Taking advantage of people's dreadful situations. Awful. Life or death. So I think price gouging needs to start, which means you can't charge incredible, ridiculous amounts for petrol, gas, for food, for water. I think all pet policies need to go out of the window. You need to be able to take your pets and you need to take shelter. And the other one was, what was it? What other law do I think should go into place at this time? Well, you know, the Texas refineries were uh, affected, their production was affected by Harvey. And our gas prices out here have been rising since. And we don't receive gas from the Texas refineries here in the West. Yeah, that's another thing. Why should we all have to be a victim of that? Yeah, if we don't get our petrol from that at all. So, yeah, I think price gouging. I think pet policies. There was another thing I wanted to add to that. Why cannot remember? Uh, it'll come to me, but I just I just feel that so many people have been taken advantage of since this. The, all these, you know, nightmare situations have popped up for people. Wow. Awful, awful, awful. Okay. Let's talk about... Hermit crabs. What do you know about hermit crabs, Jim? We used to find them in Ocean City, Maryland, when we were kids growing up. And what did you do with them? We took them home, put them in aquariums. You shouldn't have done that. Why not? <laughs> they were pets. They became pets. They they're got a not, good life then. They're not pets. What are they? <laughs> they don't live very long. Oh. They don't live very long in your care. Well, we had them for a while. How long? I don't remember. I have, was a kid. Have a guess. I can't remember. How long do they live in the wild? Decades. They do? Mm-hmm. They didn't live for decades in your house in an aquarium, did they? I'm not sure. You know they didn't. <laughs> you know. That was Mr. Twigs. <laughs> I don't know if that picked up on the mic or not. <laughs> oh, he's all full of noises, that dog. Oh, my gosh. Hermit crabs. They're taken from the wild. They crept it. Crept? They crept. They kept in crowded pens. Oh, I don't know. Well. Thousands of them. Thousands. If you do a little search, you'll see a picture and you you just not believe your eyeballs. Thousands. Again, I mean, I'm only talking from back when we were kids. I know. There's a lot you don't know when you're a kid. There's a lot you don't know when you're a kid. Yes, they are kept in crowded pens by the thousands. They're taken from the wild. And this is this. I did not know this. I did not know this. I thought they just painted their shells. Yeah. No. Right. You know what they do? You know, um, uh, what do they call it? A vice. You know, a vice that you would have in your shop. Yeah. 
right. in your repair shop or whatever. They put them in there and they crack their shells off them. Why? Because they want them. Well, they don't. They're not their native shells. They find the crab finds a shell of an old crustacean. That's that's and right. They live in it. They're, that's why they're called hermits. But they want them to live in one of their shells that they've painted a no. bright color. Yeah. So what they do is they crack them. They get them out of their shell. They throw them in a in a plastic bin that's full of painted shells, and they pick a new home. So they're forced to find a new shell. But it's done with a vice and and the thing that comes down on, not good, not good at all. And they are then shipped to stores and beach towns. Did you know that? Oh, no way. Horrible, isn't it? And they do live decades. And they die within months as they're very hard to care for because they are not, they're not pets. And they do not mate in captivity. So you can see how they are also killing off the population in a very short period of time. But it's a very cruel thing. If you see them when you, say, go on holiday and you're at the beach, leave them alone. Enjoy nature. Don't buy them. Don't bring them home. Don't put them in your aquarium, Jim. Maybe that's what we did because we went to beach cities when we were kids. Yeah, and they may not have come from that area. They may have been shipped in. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Good grief. So hermit crabs, let them live where they live. Their wildlife. Where is the biggest concentration of hermit crabs, would you say, in the world? In the sea. No, I'm I'm saying as to what? What? You know, has some, some areas have more hermit crabs than others. Let me find out. Okay. So there you go. So as cute as you think they are in a painted shell, stay away from them. Awful, awful, awful. It's always about demand, isn't it? Supply and demand, supply and demand. If we if we decide we're going to take away the demand, then the s- supply will decrease. And so that's why you you know you get to make a decision and make an impact yourself on in these situations. It's like puppy mills, pet stores. And someone said to me, well, I just feel like they were saving them from pet store. I said, no, actually, they were. They put their money into it. They invested into the puppy mill, and they made way for another puppy mill dog to come in. That is being part of the problem. So, yeah, again, getting rid of the, the demand, lessening the demand, lessens the supply. It's always a good uh, model to follow. Hermit crabs. Yeah come from tropical areas of the Indo-Pacific region, Western Atlantic and Western Caribbean. Mm, there you go. So. Leave them be. Leave them alone. Let them live their lives. Let, let, them, let them live in the food chain and take their chances on their own. It's called Mother Nature, isn't it? Mother Nature, that's, uh, that's the cycle of life. That's the cycle. What do we call it? Cycle. You, would you call it a circle of life? Or is that just a Disney... Nature can be cruel. Nature can be very cruel. And it is survival of the fittest, isn't it? That's right. I've got a... I've got a I want to talk about Osso. You know who Osso is, don't you? Osso Buco? No! Oh, my gosh. You know Osso. Your friend is fostering him. Oh, Osso, the, the blind dog that looks yeah. like a lion. Yeah, he's awesome. <gasps> also for awesome. Yes, he really is. He came into Connor and Millie's rescue here in Vegas. Uh, would you find me the website for Connor and Millie's? I think it's commander, cmd, cmdr.org, I think, Jim. 
Con- I'll just search Connor and Millie's rescue Las Vegas. He was born blind, but he was left outside his whole life. So you can imagine he's Pomeranian. But now life changed around, turned around for him because he was brought into Connor and Millie's rescue and our friend Patricia. Connor and Millie's dog org. Wonderful. He is now in safe hands with our friend Patricia. And she's fostering him. And they did have to shave him down, but they gave him the most adorable lion cut. Adorable little boy. He was at an adoption event last week with a cowboy hat on and a little cowboy shirt. (laughs) He's a cute little thing. And we were trying to find him a home. And he's blind. He's blind his whole life. And she did reach out and ask, does anybody have any of the, you know, the blind halos? Uh, what's the name? Sylvie's company. Muffin's Halo. Muffin's Halo, yeah. And it's a halo that goes in front of their face so that, you know, that bumps into the wall and the furniture and not their little faces. And she reached out and said, I have one. (laughs) I've always got something I can help people with. But then after a day, she said, I don't think we're going to need it. He seems to have navigated the house very, very well. And he's great. Oh, and he likes Pearl Jam. <laughs> well, it's not that maybe she didn't force Pearl Jam on him. She probably made. She's like, but that's already all that happens in her house is Pearl Jam. I think they have Pearl Jam paint there. <laughs> she's so good. I love her. She's so great. Remember we talked about the dog Chewy, the one that was left in the airport. Yeah, that friend fostered him too. And uh, so she's a great person. And so Oso's with her. He he's blind, but he d- he doesn't know that. He's just a happy little boy. He's so cute. So if you're interested, and I don't care where you are in the world, <laughs> go and, go to Connor and Millie's and go and find little Oso O S O and take a look. Oh, he's adorable. I think it's only a matter of time. There used to be such a stigma with dogs that were blind or deaf or had three legs. You know, they were tripods. Now, no one cares about that. Does it to the gym? They just no, think, everybody really. thinks they're all perfect, no matter what's going on. So, but oh, talk about cute in that little cowboy hat. Oh, amazing. Well, I do have, actually, uh, I do have a good update, actually, with the Havasupai horses in Arizona, and that's at the Grand Canyon. We talked about it before. It, they, it's tribal land, and these horses are owned by the, what do you call it? The, do you call it a tribe? No. Yes? Tribe, nation. Yes. So the abuse has been going on for decades, for absolute decades on these horses, uh, going down and back up the Grand Canyon, no food, no water, exhausted, dying, injured, you name it. Such abuse going on. Horrible, horrible. Well, they did manage to raise money to get their billboard up. Oh, they did? They did. They absolutely did. Now, I think, as you know, if you don't know me, I'm very much into put out the truth at I don't care if it's a horrible photograph because photographs and videos, you get a reaction and then people take action. Some people need to see it, what it is. This is the abuse. But the advertising company that owns that billboard would not let them put what I would have considered the better photograph to put out there to show the abuse. So these guidelines, so they had to, a lot of people did criticize them and they said, no, it wasn't us. We would have put up a very graphic kind of photograph to get the message out there but the advertising company would not allow that but a billboard is fantastic they're doing such great work to get the word out there the difficulty is it's tribal land you just can't just show up on tribal land and say hey can we talk to people about this animal abuse i mean it doesn't really happen but 
that is, to me, the greatest news. People will see it. People will question it. And people have been showing up to ride those horses down to Grand Canyon and have just been absolutely heartbroken by what they've seen. And they have not participated. Uh, and now they're working with these tourist companies to get them to stop offering you know, the trips down into the Grand Canyon. Good. Uh, but I did find this out this week. This was a post that they put on their Facebook page. And it said, it has come to our attention that in many of the photos of working Havasu pie pack animals, there is an interesting position of a rope around the animal's necks. At first, we thought that this was by accident, that the rope must have gotten wrapped around their neck during the course of the long trek. Upon closer examination, however, we can see that this is deliberate and very common. We asked one of the followers, who is a trained packer if she's ever seen something like this and she said yes it's called a it's called a come along and it's a dirty trick that packers use to make the animals move when they pull them forward they have no choice basically the rope is tied in such a way that it is essentially a noose and it tightens around the neck as soon as any amount of slack is pulled from the rope it also appears that they use this technique when tying their animals outside and they said, you know, the, the torture is endless. If you actually want to help these horses, you can go to havasupaihorses.org. Havasu is spelled H-A-V-A-S-U-P-A-I horses.org. And they said, for those of you traveling to the Havasu Falls, please be sure to document what you see. Take photos and videos. Note the time, the date, and location. Report this to us as soon as you are uh, are able and it is imperative that we collect and share these stories and i will be sharing them for them too we cannot allow this to happen the grand canyon is an incredible wonder of the world and we can't have animals abused so that people can see the wonder of the world yeah you could walk it take a helicopter yeah, flight lots of great options lots of great options but that is one you should not go for how upsetting to actually show up and realize these horses have been abused terrible uh, it would haunt me for the rest of my life. But please support the Havasu Pie Horses. And you can find them on Facebook quite easily. They do need money to keep that billboard up there and, and possibly more billboards. And uh, if you know someone that's thinking of going to the Grand Canyon, you can tell them, hey, you probably don't want to do the horse thing because it's there's a lot of abuse. So let's help people um, with the information on this. And again, let's supply and demand. Let's make a, a big impact on this. Yeah. What else have we got, Jim? What else are we talking about? We've covered a lot of topics. Today. I know. It's one of those uh, high, highly... Um, high intensity, high content. Yeah. You speak at the higher paces than I do. Uh, I sometimes, when I listen to you speak, I sometimes feel like I'm tired. Like I speak tired. I don't know. I have to speak up my, my pace of speaking. What does any of that mean? I don't know. <laughs> It's almost like I was mispronouncing words like what you usually do. I'm looking at some of my Facebook memories. You know, they pop up every day. Mm. This, this one from 2010. Thornton gets upset when I cook. <laughs> she doesn't like anything that sizzles. And she hates the oven because my smoke alarm went off one time when I was baking. And she just remembers that and thinks that's what's going to happen every time I cook. And it's true. Anything that beeps. Seven years later and she's still... I, I only have to walk to the oven and turn it on. And that is... It's over. It's over. I try and do... If I'm going to make anything, I try and make it while Jim takes him on a walk or whatever so that you know, she doesn't get upset. She's, and as she's got older, she's got more and more scared. She's scared of your your folder, binder. Three-ring binder Three, clips. Yeah, she doesn't like the sound of yeah, that. the sound bothers her. Yep, she doesn't like the sound of... Well, of course, smoke alarms. But most dogs are quite scared of that. And, you know, the beep when the battery's gone. What was, the, what was the other thing that she was scared of the other day? Well, of course, thunder. She doesn't like that. We've had a fair bit of that. 
What else? Oh, oh, right. So we're doing our taxes and we were using QuickBooks and every time you enter a bill... The, the enter sound. The enter sound sounds like coins uh, dropping in a register, is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, register, like register. Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's like coins dropping, yeah. No, does not like that. She does not like the sound, so I obviously have the sound off. She does not like the sound of my phone ringing, particularly FaceTime, and she does not like the sound of the trash can being emptied, the rubbish bin being emptied on my Mac. You know, that crumpling of a paper? Yeah, that so, bothers her. So oh, I have, that really bothers I have her. everything turned off. I have everything turned off because I can't afford for her to be scared of everything. Poor little thing. Oh. But then if you met her, you would think she was scared of nothing. <laughs> she's not scared of you. <laughs> She's not. She's not scared of you. She bosses you around when it's ready. She's ready for breakfast or dinner. She, oh, she, she comes gets in my face. She does. <laughs> She's a funny little thing. Well, the last thing I want to talk about, the very last thing, is the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants. They have come up with a mentorship program for shelters. Let me explain what it is. Working in shelter, whether as a volunteer or member of staff, we can sometimes feel like we're pushing the limits of our skills and experience. And when we're all in the trenches together, it can be hard to find the time for discussion. That's where the shelter dog behavior mentorship comes in. Trish McMillan, Lower is the last name, and IAABC are offering eight weeks of mentorship for people working with shelter dogs. Trisha's extensive experience as an international consultant to shelters, along with her work in training and behavior as a private consultant, means you'll have access to one of the most qualified experts in the field to help you with your own work. This is great. And it includes weekly video chats, a lively online discussion with fellow mentors and mentees. Is mentees a word? That is correct. Wow. I've never, I kind of like Not it. Not mentos. Mentee. With fellow mentees and with Trish and the opportunity I to- I could eat a pack of mentees right to now. Get, to, get, mentos. To, get, to get direct. You like mentos. I do. Only, only fruity ones. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able to get direct feedback on your own cases. Make this mentorship a chance to learn, share, and get that ever so valuable outside perspective. And this is great. This is really good. It starts September 19th, $499 for a full membership and $150 to audit. Does, when it says to audit, does that mean to, to watch the videos, to read the papers and those kind of things? Yeah, you get access to the material, but it doesn't... But not like, the actual okay. discussion and, yeah. and the, the relationships... Which relationships are, are important, especially in the rescue world. I feel like a lot of rescues work so independently that no one really gets together and says, how are you feeling about rescue this week? And it's, it's rough. It's really rough. There are some wonderful times where great people step up, like your fosters and your volunteers, and then obviously the people that adopt. And then you're bringing animals that are coming in, for the most part, from very unfortunate situations. So it can be quite the emotional roller coaster, even though I hate that term. And you hate that term as well. Uh, why did you say that? Because I didn't know what me. else to say. Mm. The ups and downs, I guess. The emotional ups and downs of animal rescue. And it is... Trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations. And it is worth having someone you can talk to about it, particularly someone that can relate to it, who goes through it. Because compassionate care disorder is serious and it's real and it's a form of PTSD. And it's from just caring and caring and caring and caring and seeing the best and the worst and the best and the worst. And it's never ending, by the way. <laughs> Who was I interviewing last week with? Oh, when I was, uh, when Ricky Cheese was interviewing, 
us for the Now Report. And she was saying, oh, Twixie's making some right noises today. And she was saying, what were we saying? We were talking about compassionate care disorder. What were we saying? I just went off my trail of thought. What was my trail of thought? Trials and tribulations. Yeah. Passionate care. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, that was it. When I said someone in in a group of ours had said, I think it's not someone I knew had said, I'm I'm gonna start a rescue, just a part part time thing. And I was like, Whoa, there's no part time in rescue. (laughs) I wish there was, but there's no part time. It is full on, you know morning till night with animals and the thing is when you've got a rescue lots of people reach out to you as well and so it can be all manner of hours it's never ending and so self-care is important self-care and you can look after yourself you can look look after the animals too it's easy easy to get overwhelmed you know when you're caring for for animals or people but uh, i think this is a great program i really um was really surprised to see it but um lots of value to that lots of value and she's an expert she is an expert and one of the most qualified experts in the field don't you love that jim excellent so i'm looking back through my memories there's some funny stuff oh my goodness the things i've posted they got these these memories are coming back from seven years ago oh my goodness do you know seven years ago jim we were doing our yappy hours Really? Seven years ago, yeah. Oh, and then the crazy story how my car got broken into but didn't actually get broken into, that the thieves had used a special clicker thing to open my my car door and steal stuff out of my car. Remember that? Yep, yep. There's some funny memories, I've got to say. (gasps) And you look at, it's funny because the phones back then, you thought your phones were great and took great pictures. (laughs) Everybody looks olive green. Everybody looks jaundice in these pictures. Oh, my goodness, that's hilarious. Ah, oh, sometimes you don't want to be reminded. <laughs> well, it's been a great show, Jim. Lots of information there for everybody. All these links will go up on our Facebook page so that you don't have to write them down. And they're also in the show notes. Show notes, show notes, show notes. Do you know what show notes are, Jim? They're, some, they're part of what you do because yeah, I don't know. They are part of what you I do. You and your show notes. When I put the show up, I just put the links up, basically, as the show runs so that people don't have to scramble and go back and try and find a link. We make it as easy as possible. Well, if you've liked today's show, and especially if you're listening uh, to a podcast, then we'd love it if you would share the show. It's super easy when you're on a smartphone. So uh, the option is there to share directly on your social media links. And of course, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, Tumblr, blah, 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 Pinterest. (laughs) Spoke. And remember... You can help any animal in need. Either rescue, adopt, donate, volunteer, or share their information. Let them on the plane. Let them in the hotel. Uh, Rescue your next family member. Replace the workshop with adopt. And be kind to all animals. Thanks for pushing the buttons today, Jim. Welcome. And I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for being the biggest part of the show every single week. Today, you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, where it is all about our pets, people, and pop culture. I'm your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And always kiss your pets good morning and good night. And I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Visit Vegas Rock Dog Radio for more information. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe on iTunes and iHeartRadio. And remember, give your fur babies a big kiss from me, Sam, 
the queen of rock and roll dogs. You must not rely on the information in this broadcast from our hosts as an alternative to medical advice from your veterinarian. If you have any specific questions about a medical matter regarding your pets, you should consult your veterinarian or specialist. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.